Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app on the go and in the palm of your hand. The official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts, and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm Jackson Filio, joined today by Zach Rosen. Uh, we got a really fun episode here. We're going to recap a little bit of the Wizards' successful six-game road trip. They won four of their last five games. And then on the back end, we've got a quick interview with Bill Haney, who's the Senior Vice President of Wizards Ticket Sales and Service, to talk about the news that Fans are going to be welcomed back into the building here pretty shortly. Uh, next week, Wednesday, April 21st against the Warriors, the team is going to have 10% of the building full, just over 2,000 fans. And, and Bill walks us through everything you guys might need to know about that, interested in coming, what that's going to be like. Um, but first, let's let's start with some basketball, Zach. Um, it's been uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, one of those weirder road trips I think I can ever remember a team going on you know a six gamer is long enough to begin with but when the first two start in Florida and then you know you you hop over to the west coast and play in Utah and Phoenix and two games in California um you know coach Brooks talked about it after the game against the Kings it's taxing it's hard just very generally speaking what did you see on that road trip and and how can it build some momentum going forward so for me I I'm, I'm with you it was a very unorthodox trip to begin with so I'm not uh surprised by how the trip went but I I think the the main thing is that the team got healthy on the trip. You know, Beal came back um, in Florida. Gafford came back in, on the West Coast swing. And being able to be fully healthy, which, um, you know, frankly, not many NBA teams have had any sort of health like this all season, especially the Wizards. I mean, dealing with COVID, injuries, everything in between. I mean, they did lose Thomas Bryant to start the year. But still, to to regain that health and start playing together, and even like Davis Bertans was out for two weeks, and he didn't really have his legs under him until like the last couple games. And you can see that in his shooting and how clutch he's been. So I think it's all about things are starting to come together. I mean, it's no secret that the Wizards have just dominated the West Coast this year. I mean, that's insane to me that they went, you know, six and two basically on the West Coast this season. I don't remember them ever having one really successful West coast trip in the past, you know, handful of years, but to do it twice um, in one year is pretty spectacular. Um, and I, I just think they, they fought through a lot with the travel. I mean, I can only imagine how much downtime they had on this trip, a lot of mileage um, captured and, you know, getting Brad back to being healthy has been key. Um, but Westbrook's really been the driving force. I think um, his triple double streak is, is crazy. He, you know, we'll talk about how close he is to Oscar now, but Health is definitely the the biggest thing to me that I, I think stood out. Yeah, and I think consistency is the one thing that this team has lacked all season on a number of levels, whether it's in the lineup, the rotation, and just keeping guys healthy. It's It's been, you know, so many different starting lineups. And then you look at it over the course of different stretches of games. There's, you know, win, winning streaks and, and longer losing streaks and and just struggling to um, to string together anything over, over the course of, a week or two. And then even just within games, you know, they're, they're so 
up and down. It look you look at the start of the road trip that game against the Raptors. They had a pretty sizable lead, and the Raptors obviously come back and win it on a pretty crazy buzzer beater that set up a, a wild trip. And then, you know, it was it was a big lead against Utah. Utah made a push at the end, but they they hold on to to beat one of the better teams in the league and now it kind of feels like they're rolling again and the one thing you hope for is that this is is the start of another one of those really hot stretches and maybe as you mentioned with everybody getting back and and healthy some consistent consistency um but you know closing in on what almost exactly a month left in this regular season i think i think we've got three really exciting storylines shaping up you mentioned a little bit the chase for the play and they're just a couple games back of of the bulls who are struggling as of late for, for the 10 spot. And I know we've touched on it a couple of times. The playoffs are obviously different this season with that play in tournament. You really just need to get into 10 and then you're playing in a, uh, a double elimination for some single elimination for others um, tournament for those, those seven and eight seats. So the wizards are right there within reach of that. And then a couple statistical milestones that are being chased. You mentioned Russ, he's inching closer and closer to, Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles all time. You know, it, it looked probably halfway through the season that um, you know, despite a really crazy start to anybody else's standard, but to Russ's, you know, he was triple doubles here and there, but over the last month, it's become pretty clear that that, that record is well within reach this season. Um, and I think that's super exciting and um, something that a lot of the, the fans can can get behind and, and watch as, as the end of the season inches near. And then Brad is, is locked in a, um, a scoring race with Steph Curry to try and, and lead the league in scoring and, you know, hold on to his second consecutive 30 point per game scoring season. Um, which of those three, I mean, obviously winning and, and making the playoffs comes first and foremost, but of, of those three things, what do you find most intriguing and most interesting with, with a month left? I think they're all super interesting. I mean, obviously the goal of the team is to make the playoffs and um, you know, we don't have to dive too deep into that, but I think it's more intriguing. Like, how well they could start playing based on their schedule and like how other teams might not want to play them in the playoffs. Um, because let's be honest, you know, this roster is a playoff team. They should be in the playoffs. So um, we'll see where that ends up. I think Russ is probably number one because it is historic. Um, this is one of those records from Oscar Robertson that I don't think a lot of people thought would ever be broken. Um, and the fact that Russ is within reach this season in his, you know, 13th year, 14th year he still has a lot of basketball left too so um it's he's probably going to set the record where like no one will ever break it that's my guess I don't know I mean you got some young stars who who post triple doubles a lot like Luka Doncic but um and then for Brad I mean it's historic in the way that who he's going up against that Steph Curry's having this renaissance of a year I mean he's been lethal since the all-star break but Brad's basically been hurt since the all-star break or you know you know on one leg or not, or on one hip. Uh, he's, he's had a lot of ailments. He's been dealing with a finger thing all year, I believe. So um, you look at that and I, I think it's all exciting. And then you got these young guys who are, are basically trying to cement themselves for next year's roster too. I mean, they're guaranteed for the most part, a lot of these guys, but you look at Denny, Rui, Daniel Gafford, like how do they fit into the future of the team? So there's a lot of interesting things going on. Um, I think the schedule sets up really nicely for the Wizards, but as we know, they've struggled against Eastern Conference opponents for whatever reason, and they've struggled against sub-500 teams. Yeah, and as you as you mentioned, the schedule as you look towards the final few weeks, that those those last ten or so games are packed tight with 
what's going to be really important games against Eastern Conference opponents that are also in that race for for those playing spots. So there's there's not really many games left on the schedule that you can you can throw away or or say isn't isn't pivotal. Um, so lo- lots of fun stuff to watch as as we inch toward the end of uh, what has obviously been a very unusual season. But um, you know, I, I think if you had told uh, a lot of Wizards fans at the beginning of the season that you know there would be you know history uh, inching closer and closer for Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, and um, that the team would be right around there in in the playoff picture. I think that's what people would have expected. You know, it's been a little bit rockier than um, anticipated, but the end result is is shaping up to be, I think, something super super exciting. Yeah, no question. And you know, this next seven games is really critical, just based on their opponents and the set schedule strength. A lot of games at home. And then the last, you know, week plus of the season, it, it's kind of similar in that way. Um, their toughest games remaining are, you know, against the Lakers, who we don't know how healthy they're going to be. Um, and that's one right there where, you know, even though on the schedule it looks tough, we don't know who they're going to have. Not that you can't take them seriously. They're still the, the L.A. Lakers. But um, I feel like the Wizards have played most of the really tough teams in the league and have completed their series. I mean, against the West, they're already basically done playing the top six or so in the West. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, there's no doubt that we're going to at least have something to look forward to every night as long as they keep playing consistently. And you're seeing them do that. I think doing it for 48 minutes is still the issue. I feel like they they did that for the most part in Utah, but you're still seeing these stretches where they're giving in a little too much with these larger leads. And so that's something they need to sharpen. Um, but uh, beyond that, I, I really think like they're, they're playing super well. They're, they're gelling together. Um, and I think they're figuring out finally how to play together as a healthy unit. Yeah, and we talk about the teams kind of playing up to opponents and down to opponents. And over the course of a regular season, that can be frustrating and, and put you in some tough spots, which we've we've seen. Um, but when it comes to the playoff picture, if you can get there, if you can make it to the play-in tournament or qualify as one of those top eight teams, it, your ability to play up and compete with those great teams, that's all that matters. That's all that's left is those great teams. So whether it's the nets that the team has played well against this year, or some of the better teams in the West, they have proven that they can hang, whether it's because of star power or other reasons, the wizards have proven that they can hang with those teams. So put together one good month of basketball here, get in there. And then you never, you never know what can happen. I think you mentioned it. This is certainly on the short list of teams that, uh, you know, higher seated opponents would not want to play. Um, So put together a good stretch, get in there. And then you never know what can happen. So, should be fun to watch. Um, and as we mentioned off the top, uh, there will be fans able to watch it in person. So we're going to wrap up here and transition now to an interview with Bill Haney, who's going to walk us through all the details on that. All right, Wizards fans, we are now joined by Bill Haney, Senior Vice President of Ticket Sales and Service for All Things Wizards. And, you know, he's been with the team for 13 years now. I think it's probably safe to say this is one of the weirdest, one of the most challenging, but uh, we've got him here today to talk through some really exciting news that uh, we're going to get limited fans back in the building starting on April 21st um, against the Golden State Warriors for what is shaping up to be a really fun last month of the season. The Wizards are closing in on 
um, a fun little postseason race and Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are both chasing statistical milestones. So there's a lot of fun opportunity for fans. Um, I mentioned April 21st is that first game back, but fans will get a chance to see the Warriors, Cavs, Spurs, Lakers, Pacers, Cavs again, and then the Hornets. Um, Bill, first of all, thanks for joining us, man. Um, what, uh, let's start at the top. Just what should Wizards fans interested in attending one of those games be doing to make that happen? And how does that necessarily differ for a season ticket member or a single game buyer? Yeah, and, and thanks for having me. We, we couldn't be more excited about uh, about getting our fans back into the building. Uh, it, it's been it's been very uh, very trying for for myself and our team to uh, to have to tell our fans, especially our season ticket members, um, who are accustomed to to coming to games regularly. It's part of their lives, especially those folks who are you know longtime season ticket members that uh, that literally come to every single game every season. Uh, to have to tell them, you know, sorry, we're, we're unable to have you in the building. So we're so excited and we've been so excited to, be able to share that news with our season ticket members over these last several days and hear their reactions. And uh, people are just so eager to get back in. People are excited to see Russ. They're excited to see Brad at, at the level he's been playing this year. So we're, we're thrilled. We, we couldn't be more excited. I know we talked about how the season ticket members are the lifeblood of our organization. But for, for myself and my team, our department, season ticket holders are truly everything that we do. That's everything we're focused on. So it, it's, so, it's so exciting that we're going to be able to welcome people back in. Uh, and we're in the midst right now of our season ticket member presale. So season ticket members, just uh, you know, as a thank you for, for all their support, um, both before and during the, this pandemic, we wanted to make sure they were the first people to have access to tickets as soon as we went on sale. So we're in the midst of that season ticket member pre-sale right now. We are going to have tickets available to the general public. And, and what I would encourage everyone to do is just make sure you're following the, the Wizards social media channels, visiting WashingtonWizards.com, and make sure you're, you're keeping an eye out for information. That's where we'll share the information as soon as we have it in terms of pre-sales, general ticket on sales, uh, every all that information that you'll be looking for in terms of how to get tickets, especially for some of those higher demand games that'll be the place to go. And as soon as that information is finalized, we will be putting it on, on social media. We'll make sure it's on the website so that way everyone can, can have a fair shot at getting into to see a game at some point the, the rest of the season here. And Bill, I know the team is doing something pretty cool for that first game back on April 21st, bringing uh, some allotment for frontline workers. You want to just kind of touch on that a little bit. I think it's a really cool project that um, you guys have taken on. I agree. It's, it's a great point. And, and I think uh, it would be, we'd be missing uh, kind of the, the entire focus of, of what the last year has been if we reopen the building without saying thank you and rewarding those people who have gotten us to where we are now to be able to safely reopen. So, you know, we, we felt it was, a, it was a complete no-brainer to make sure we're honoring some of those first responders, some of those frontline workers. Um, to be able to say thank you for getting us to where we are, getting us this far along and, and really getting through this as, you know, not just as a, as a team and as an organization, but as a community for, for the, the Washington, D.C. and the, the DMV metro area. So we will have about 200 frontline workers at the first Wizards game on the 21st, as well as the, the first Caps game on the 27th, um, so that, that we can get them here, let them enjoy kind of the fruit of all the work they've been doing for the past year, and really for us to be able to say thank you and, and honor them for all the, the hard work and, and really the, the risk that they've placed themselves out throughout this pandemic. And 
Well, it's going to be great to, to have some of those fans back in the building and cheering. It's obviously not yet going to be 100% normal. You know, we got to do some, uh, some different things and take some, some measures and implement some protocols to make sure that everybody that is in attendance is doing so safely and maintaining proper distance. Can you just walk us through some of the things that you guys are doing and what fans can expect uh, as part of the game day experience when it comes to safety and health protocols? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it will it will be anything but normal, certainly, uh, as we reopen here. Uh, you know, and as excited as we are to get fans back in the building, we also want to make sure that we're doing so in a safe and responsible manner. Um, so the experience will definitely be quite a bit different than, than what people are accustomed to. Uh, the seating area that, that's available will will start at around row G of the 100 level. So no one will be sitting anywhere uh, within about 30 or 40 feet of the court. Uh, during a Wizards game, and the the safety protocols that are in place, you'll our fans will notice them from the time that they arrive at the arena. Uh, every ticket uh, will be will include a designated entry point, so it's not going to be like a typical game night where you just walk in any door that you want. Every ticket will will direct the fan to a specific entry point, and it's based on where their seats are located. We will have what we're referring to as, as four distinct cohorts within the arena, and each cohort will have its own designated entrance. So that way we don't have people kind of uh, mixing too much between, uh, b- between different areas and different levels of the building as you would in a normal game night. Fans are going to be asked to remain in that cohort, in that designated area throughout the game, and we will have concessions available. We, have, we will have team merchandise available. All of the things that you need on a game night you will have access to within your cohort. Um, we're going to obviously ask everyone to, to keep masks on uh, from the time that they arrive until the time that they leave with the exception of, of when they're eating or drinking in their seat. Uh, we ask that food and drinks be, be limited just to in your seat. So we don't want people standing on the concourses or, or as they're walking back to their seats, eating or drinking, that will all be reserved to, to in your seat. And when you're not eating or, or drinking, we're gonna ask everyone to keep the masks on. Uh, we have a ton of signage throughout the building, both on the floor and, and around the concourse as guidelines to maintain six feet social distancing, whether you're, you're walking around the concourse or standing in line at a concession stand, uh, standing in line for the restroom, whatever it is. We're going to do everything we can to alleviate any line so that way people aren't spending a lot of time waiting to get to and from uh, where they're trying to go. And our entire staff, regardless of their primary job function, everyone in the arena will be trained to assist in um, sort of reminding our fans to, to follow those protocols. So we're, we're all going to be asked to remind fans to maintain that six feet social distancing, keep their mask on, put their mask on if they're not wearing it. Um, so it, it's going to be truly a, a team effort. Everyone's going to play a role. And we ask all of our fans and all of our season ticket members to really play a role as well uh, in ensuring the, the, the safety and, and, uh, and good health of everyone that's that's in the building, including our, our fans, our players, our employees, and, and uh, everyone involved in putting on this game. Lastly, Bill, I just wanted to ask you, like, this has been such a team effort, you know, across the board with working with the local government to, to make sure this is a possibility to prepare for the moment when they, you know, Capital One Arena would get the go-ahead. But just how much work has really gone through this and how long have you guys been working on it? Yeah, it is. It has been quite a, a long process. I think the our building operations team really ha, has been prepping for this probably for for close to a year now. 
in terms of taking the proper precautions to prepare the building itself uh, and make upgrades to the building in order to get us to this point. And then also the planning to actually get fans back in the building. And, you know, they, they've done a fantastic job. Um, you know, the, the people in our, our company leadership um, making sure that, that all those efforts are well coordinated and that the, the building team is working very closely with our staff and our team to ensure that we're ready to go. And, and uh, I think the, the most important part internally has been communication, ongoing communication on a constant basis. And that will also be the most important part for us now as we get fans back in the building to make sure that, that we are ensuring the proper communication to our fans so that they're ready to go. And that's why we ask anyone who's going to be coming to a game, please keep an eye on your email. Please look out for messages and, and information that we're going to send out in advance of those games. And we'll send everything out repeatedly to make sure everyone's aware of all the different protocols in the arena. For example, uh, the arena now has a, a no bag policy. So we're asking people not to bring, fan, not, not to bring uh, bags into the arena other than just a small clutch. Uh, unless anyone has a, a medical condition that requires bringing a bag into the arena. We've also uh, temporarily deactivated the ability to transfer or resell digital tickets. So all of our tickets will be mobile, but now in addition to that step, we're also going to turn off uh, transfer and resell uh, activity just to get through the, the remainder of the season. Again, all for the sake of trying to be able to maintain um, good record keeping for the purpose of contact tracing, knowing who's in the building and being able to message to people after the fact, should there be anything that, that we need to message to folks. So um, communication has been key throughout this process and it will remain key, not just, not just internally between different departments here at Monumental Sports, but also between our team and, the, and our season ticket base and our fan base, people who are buying tickets and planning to come into games down the stretch here. All right, Bill. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. I think we covered absolutely everything there is to cover. You mentioned it. Fans, keep an eye on your email. If you're on the email lists, keep an eye on the social media channels and the websites. Get in on that pre-sale. Um, it's, a, it's a lot. It's going to be different, but it is, it's shaping up to be a, a really fun month of basketball. And I think I speak for everybody involved in saying that we couldn't be more excited to have, have some fans back in the building, even if it's in a limited capacity. It should shape up to be a really, really fun environment. So Bill, thanks again, man. This was great and super informative. Yeah, thank you guys for having us. Can't wait to have people back in the building. And if you're looking for information on tickets, again, visit washingtonwidgets.com. And if you have questions, you can call our sales office as well. It's 202-661-5050. So if we can help, just let us know. There you go. Thanks again, Bill. All thanks. Right. Get a look soon.